0: M S W Media.
1: News with swearing. Till the beans, till the beans, till
0: the beans, till the beans. Hello, and welcome to the Daily Beans for Thursday, December 5th, 2019. Today, impeachment hearings begin in the House Judiciary Committee. Giuliani is back in Ukraine. Nader and Kowaja are indicted. Baby Trump grabs his whoopee and stomps home from the NATO summit. And a literal fire drill in the White House. I'm your host, A.G., and with me today are Jordan Coburn. Hello. And Amanda Reader, Hello. How are ya? Okay.
1: Yeah. A bit upset today with the hearings. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We'll get into that. and yeah. you can vent your frustrations mm-hmm. because I am also frustrated.
1: Yeah. yeah, really came to a head today.
0: Just yeah. kind of everything all at once. Everything. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Feelings. Yeah. Feelings. <laughs> yeah. We're allowed to have them every mm.
0: once in a while. Mm. Yeah. We should tell people that on Twitter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it really <laughs> sucks too because I feel this need to like stifle any displays of emotion because I'm a woman that sucks yeah it really sucks like on twitter especially like the last thing i want is for people to think that i'm just bitching you know
0: (laughs) it sucks because we see a lot um of response to women who talk about their feelings or talk about when they're angry uh and we see the response to that and Mm -hmm. it's never it's never positive
1: yeah i don't know how any woman in politics does that pelosi I don't know how the hell she's existed as long as she has in that sphere because she's strong as fuck. Yeah, how to be poised like her, mm-hmm. given all she
2: faces. Mm-hmm. Well, at least you have therapy and also this podcast to help you work through yes. your feelings, Jordan. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: definitely. Yes, me too.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, love therapy.
1: Yeah, how are you guys? Yeah, pretty good.
0: I'm good. Th- those hearings were dumb. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like. I yeah. wish they were back in the Intelligence Committee. I don't want to blame Jerry Nadler at all. It's just it's it's uh, the Republicans, and we'll we'll get into that. Yeah. Um. Because our first two uh, blocks are going to be about perfect the impeachment hearings. So plenty uh, of time to uh, to discuss it. So we might as well hit the news. We do have a lot of it to get to today. So let's get to the hot notes. Hot notes. All right, so let's talk about this hearing today. It was in the House Judiciary Committee, chaired by Gerald Nadler. Um, We are done with the initial fact-finding part, uh, and now, at least for the Ukraine uh, scandal, and now we're into consideration of the articles in the House Judiciary. Uh, At least, I think so. We'll we'll see, depending on what timeline they decide to use. According to Jennifer Rubin in an op-ed in The Washington Post, today Republicans were predictably incoherent and loud. But failed, in her opinion, to stop Democrats from making their key points. According to Rubin, a few moments stand out. First is Nadler making it clear that the Democrats have not ruled out the possibility of voting on articles outside the Ukraine scandal, citing specifically the Mueller investigation. Um, That, of course, makes us very happy. Mm -hmm. Um, And then second, the star witness of the hearing was once again a woman. And this is kind of where I'm sort of channeling all my uh, trying to get my positivity and hope up. Is that it has been women consistently that have sort of taken the reins mm-hmm. in sort of saving this democracy and in this sort of you know this this, yes. this impeachment inquiry that we're going through, starting with Dr. Hill. I mean, we could actually go back to the Mueller investigation and start with Sally Yates. Um, we've got Dr. Hill. We've got Marie Ivanovich, mm-hmm. um, and today we had um, Carlin, Professor Carlin, I think mm-hmm. is her name, and. You just have to be so much better at what you do as a female. Yeah, that's if you're gonna get to that high of a position. That's the old Ginger Rogers, I can dance as well as Fred Astaire, but I have to Mm -hmm. do it backwards and in heels. Mm -hmm. So it's that that's the sort of feeling of it. Now Mm -hmm. that's a literal interpretation, but I think you can take it figuratively as well.
2: Also, I mean, women have only had the right to vote in this country for a century. Yeah, it's and so crazy we That's are. Why
0: I love so much that yeah. that so many strong women are leading this, and and this goes for you know people who identify as women, mm-hmm. uh, she, her, etc. Uh, just the whole starting with the mar- the the women's march, mm-hmm. and and everything. I I really honestly think, and that was kind of why it was such a bummer for me that you know Kamala Harris dropped out of the race. Mm-hmm. But now thinking about mm-hmm. her in a VP or an AG position. And, and Greg Oliar and some other people are, are saying perhaps she dropped out early. Now, when we had heard from the sources about why she dropped out of the race, it's because she didn't think she could win in California, she didn't have the money, and she wanted to preserve you know her, her political future. And because California moved their primary date up to Super Tuesday, she had until December 26th to get off the ballot, which I thought was a little early because she could have still been in that debate because she qualified for it. Mm-hmm. But now there are people speculating that she made a deal to be... Biden's vice president, Warren's vice president,
2: Mm.
0: pick, uh, pick. Uh, so... VP rather than AG. We can Mm. consider that as well. Interesting. Um,
1: We talked about this on yesterday's show, right? But Biden and Harris as a ticket, that would be so interesting for so many different reasons. Mm -hmm. I really wonder. I wish I knew. I wish I was a fly on the wall. Yeah, and I also wish I knew how
0: America would react to it. Mm
1: -hmm. Right. Yeah, because on the optimistic side, there's two folks that... Historically, have a lot of support from black voters, but also two people who historically have gotten a lot of criticism from black voters and have done some things that are huge stains on their record for the black community. So it's it's like, if they come together, you could see it as a sort of mending of those past fuck-ups, especially with how they treated each other on debate stages from time to time. And yeah. Yeah, and it could be like
0: an altruistic let's move forward let's do better take it and then we have the whole concept of the independent voter Mm -hmm. the moderate independent and possible trump voters that uh some people think that's who you have to win and then others are saying you cannot win without the black vote and then you have the younger progressive voters who represent the largest potential voting bloc in the history of our country but who Usually and historically don't show up Mm -hmm. to vote. So it's These are not normal times, though. It's sort of this push. Well, neither was the Obama part. Neither was the Clinton thing. I mean, every generation says these aren't normal times. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yes, but prove it. And then we just won't know until it happens. So we've got these three major voting blocks that people are sort of arguing over about who the Dems should cater to or who the candidate should be more... You know, yeah. uh, appealing to etc. for who I'm going to vote for whoever the fuck it is. But you know, we have you know we have to think about these different voting blocks as 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 we go forward. And it, I would just, I do not know how the public, how these three groups would individually react to yeah a
2: Biden Harris ticket. Yeah, me neither. I guess it remains to be seen how Biden does in the coming months. Right, like he's obviously not quite wavered from first place. I mean, in certain polling, he has, but um. Yeah, I'm Not curious. Not super consistently. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious to see what happens after the next debate and then after we finally get, I mean, it's, it's it all boils down to what happens in the first few states, but. And I was
0: frankly shocked that his performance in the last debate didn't cost him more
2: right. support. He, yeah. So gaff
0: prone. Yeah.
2: Well, Ugh, that yeah. is so,
1: yeah. God damn it. Well, that, the, her last debate showing she's like disrespected by Biden like that. Yeah. Forgetting that she's like a black woman senator.
0: Yeah. That was bad. Very bad. And the punching, we have to punch back at domestic violence. Just yeah, on, man. And he did it like, we got to punch back, punch back. And he did the punching motion and I'm God. like, stop it. You're talking about the Violence
2: Against Women Act. Like, oh. knock it off, dude. Oh, God. Speaking of 2020 candidates, though, you know what I, I did see yesterday, which was very sweet and um, uplifting? Um, there was a video on Elizabeth Warren's Instagram, I think it was, or Twitter or somewhere. And there was... Um, uh, a young person, not voting age, maybe like thirteen or fourteen, who asked her at an Iowa rally, um, "How have you ever had the experience of someone you look up to not accepting you?" And she had like a really sweet, like, moving answer about how her mother wanted her to marry well and marry young, and she just couldn't make it work. And I just, I don't know. It is, despite the state of the race and whether or not she becomes the candidate, um, I, I'm glad to see that it's we need we need some uplifting. Yeah, yeah. Some paces. yeah, we need Elizabeth Warren's um excited energy.
0: <laughs> Somebody you just want to hug. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: yeah. I want to hug her. And and
0: there are there are massive <laughs> there are benefits to and and downsides to each candidate. And oh, that's yeah. just how it's just yeah. how it goes. So you know mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes, but but today um, Pamela Carlin, she's the Stanford professor. She snapped back early on, scream at screaming Doug Collins. By the way, who mm-hmm. sounded like Boomhauer. Seriously, I had turned mm-hmm. down my radio like, okay. every time he talked. He was just Bubba Bob bub braining it today, and and she came back at him and his bullshit opening statement and she said Mr. Collins I would like to say to you sir that I read the transcripts of every one of the witnesses who appeared in the live hearing because I would not speak about these things without reviewing the facts so I'm insulted by the suggestion that as a law professor I don't care about those facts but everything I read on those occasions tells me that when a president when President Trump invited indeed demanded foreign involvement in our upcoming election he struck at the very heart of what makes this a republic to which we pledge allegiance and I was like, yeah, she was oh, just she was so refreshing. and She so was great. Wonderful. Um, but Sorry, yeah. And 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 I, I she was she was I just thought she was completely awesome. And she snapped back. Now she's getting a lot of uh, f- uh, f- uh, pushback now from the Republicans, which we expected. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to go after uh, any witness that the Democrats call that that does an awesome job and especially as a woman so
2: well also um, I'm looking at her Wikipedia page right now and I didn't know this but um, it it says she describes herself as a snarky bisexual Jewish Jewish woman Hell and she yeah. said in 2009 to Politico it's no secret at all that I'm counted among the LGBT crowd and she has a female partner so. Um, I'm sure the Trumpians are really going to enjoy that detail. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't try to weaponize that against her already. The thing is, unfortunately for a woman, a woman who doesn't, uh, you know, a, a woman um, who teaches at Stanford and an L- and someone who is LGBT, um, they're going to discredit her in nine million ways, given just those basic information mm-hmm. about her.
0: Yeah, <sighs> and and
2: I didn't hear anything
0: to that was discrediting to her today. No. Um, and she even gave this amazing analogy about... Um, what Trump did she said imagine living in a part of Texas that's prone to devastating flooding. What would you think if your governor the governor of Texas asked for a meeting with the president to discuss getting disaster aid that Congress has already provided for. And the president says I would like you to do us a favor though. How would you feel as a resident of Texas that mm-hmm. your Emergency aid is is based on some, uh, you know that the the president, you know, I want you to do me a favor though. I need you to come out against my political rival. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I like that she inserted Texas there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really Great. good use. <laughs> trying to speak to the people that there's that snarky.
0: Speaking yeah. of
2: Texas though, and um, and aid, weren't there um. Some, wasn't there some misconduct around around the FEMA aid after the hurricane in Texas, Hurricane Harvey?
0: Well, the problem was is that uh, Houston got their aid immediately, and and Puerto Rico did not.
2: That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah.
0: Um. So beyond in this Wapo op-ed, Wapo op-ed, <laughs> Wapo op-ed, Wapo op-ed, Wapo op-ed, <laughs> uh, Ruben's opinion, Ruben Jennifer Ruben, she's who we had dinner with at Politicon. Oh she yeah, she was sitting next to Malcolm Nance. Yeah, that was she. She's amazing woman. She really is. very, um, very, very smart. Very. And I wanted to note that both uh, the Republicans and their witness, uh, Turley, um, something happened there. Republicans basically asked him if he thought Trump should be impeached. And this is sort of the overarching theme of the Republican defense today. So they said, you know, do you think Trump should be impeached? Turley said, we haven't investigated Trump long enough. Basically, we need to investigate Trump more. We need we can't go on information We or inference. We have to go on information. So we need to hear more from witnesses. And the Democrats were like, yeah. And the Republicans were like, "Uh oh, yeah. Yeah, we agree.
1: Mm-hmm. But then simultaneously, Republicans are trying to trumpet this idea that Democrats haven't allowed them to pull any sort of witnesses forth. And it's like, dude, all the ones you want to bring forth are sham witnesses mm-hmm. who 100 percent have proven to be against American interests, like mm-hmm. through and through. So that's why the Democrats aren't
0: placating you, fucks. And Nadler said that he's like, look, you wanted, you called three witnesses in our in the House Intel, and we had all three witnesses, and they corroborated pretty much what what we were getting at. You, we've offered the president to appear or his counsel to appear this week. You declined. We, you have called this witness today, um, Mr. Tr- was Tr- Turley, guys dipshit yeah <laughs> too many eyebrows and yeah. not because of that but you no, know, never mind i take that back eyebrows are wonderful all, all, <laughs> eyebrows, all eyebrows yeah matter.
1: no that's totally true though there's I, I guess i was referencing all of the witnesses that are sort of centered around the chalupa conspiracy right but then there is also people like adam schiff like calling adam schiff as a witness ridiculous yeah calling the whistleblower obviously ridiculous yeah it's like no dudes get some all the people who were relevant to what actually happened. Not all the people, but yeah, it, it's 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 a, their requests are absurd. Yeah. And when Trump himself said he wouldn't come. Talk about someone that should be there to answer for their conduct mm-hmm. or for the conduct that's being talked about. The president himself, Democrats, tried to ask to come, and he said he wouldn't come anyway.
0: Yeah, and what I would have liked to have heard, which I didn't feel like I heard enough, Uh, of is every single democrat that spoke the first words out of their out of their mouth should be like we would have loved to expand this investigation and had more evidence but all of 71 items uh, records and and testimony we asked for were blocked by the white house stonewalled obstruction of congress so this is what we've got Mm -hmm. and it's still enough because trump admitted to it on In an interview on television, he asked for the aid on television. He asked for more aid from China on television. Yep. And then Mulvaney came out and said, yeah, there was a quid pro quo. Get over it. Yep. So we have direct non hearsay evidence of this particular thing being an impeachable offense, a.k.a. bribery, at least as we understood it back during the time that the framers wrote the Constitution, but also criminally today. I think it would qualify as well. And that was another thing that upset me about the Democrats is they were sort of wavering and waffling on the, well, you know, bribery as we see it today in the criminal code isn't really what we're talking about. We're talking about the old OG bribery that, you know, happened before we had a a criminal code of law. Yeah, But I... I have spoken to multiple prosecutors who say that they could easily get a criminal conviction on today's definition of bribery and, yeah. and to why they would back off and ease up on that. It, it was a weak spot. And I think Republicans attacked it. I think so, too. And so this was sort of the whole overarching theme today is that the Democrats were like, we have enough evidence to impeach. And mm-hmm. the Republicans were like, you're going too fast. You need more evidence. That was that was pretty much what the, the I think the overall arching thing is. And I've been saying I do not want Dems to impeach by Christmas. I mean, I get the argument that the simpler we keep it, the better off we are. But with the Deutsche Bank, Capital One, Mazars, Houseways and Means, Mueller grand jury materials and McGahn cases being fast tracked through the Supreme Court right now, I think we should wait until we get these witnesses that we want. And I think we should wait for Bolton and Kupperman and Mulvaney's testimony, which could be compelled by the Supreme Court decision in the McGahn case. And I think we should wait until we get the Mueller grand jury material. December 10th, we'll find out from Judge Leon if Kupperman has to testify. Uh, the Mueller grand jury material will prove that Trump lied to Mueller, a very easy impeachment article, since that's what Clinton went down for. Uh, so I'm I'm for hitting the brakes and getting all the information. In fact, McConnell wants the trial in the Senate by January. And I have, we should never want what McConnell wants. <laughs> yeah. And,
1: you, go ahead. Did you see that Senate uh, Senate calendar? Yeah. Oh, okay,
0: yeah. The Senate, they released their calendar for next year. Yeah. January is missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would hope that they block out some time for March and April, personally, for this. Yeah. Um, during Watergate, impeachment hearings began in November. Articles voted on in February. Uh, I believe, uh, oh, no, they opened it in February. Articles in uh, June, resigned in July. I'll have to look at the timeline again. But it was a longer timeline. And that case was very simple as well. It, this is a multinational criminal enterprise. So Turley, the Republican witness, even said, I'm not saying you can't impeach. You just can't do it this way. Like, he's he's basically saying, oh, this is impeachable stuff. You just shouldn't do it this way. You need more information so you can rely on information rather than inference. So I recommend, if you're listening, Nancy Pelosi, uh, the Dems listen to that, though I suspect... I I suspect this is Pelosi's plan all along. I don't Mm -hmm. think Pelosi plans to impeach by Christmas, but we'll see. She might have the the plan where they impeach in the House by Christmas and pull all this shit up in the Senate trial.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I don't know.
1: Yeah. I wanted to go. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I wanted to go back to a point that you said about or that Republicans are saying that they want to call more fact, fact witnesses. And it's I think why that particular point is particularly infuriating to me is you have zero intentions of getting more information from these witnesses. All you want to do is call these people so you can just continue to spew the same bullshit for a longer amount of time. You don't care about getting new information from them. You don't care about the merits... Of these people all you care is that you can have a person in a seat that you can use as a pawn to continue to just spew your same conspiracy theories and that was shown today for example when the one legal expert that the Republicans called was getting asked all those rapid-fire questions about the conducts of previous presidents that was you know could have potentially been considered abuses of power and he was like I bet your colleagues to your right would say that those would all constitute abuses of power. And when he was, do you remember that part? I do. Yeah, it was like a rhetorical the thing I device. I kept thinking
0: about it, I, I was like, you're proving our point that because the Republicans arguing that you, you're just impeaching him because you hate him. That's all. And, and what that rhetorical device set up in my mind was no, they aren't. Because they had all these previous occasions that you just listed where they could have mm-hmm. gone for impeachment, but did not because they understand the sobering uh nature of it and how important it is and how it can divide a country and so you're just proving the point that we aren't just impeaching people frivolously right
1: yeah i guess i totally see that interpretation of it i also had a similar interpretation of it but that's not what
0: they were trying to do they
1: were not trying to do that yeah and what i also thought was so transparent is you did not If you wanted the answers to those questions, you would have asked the people that you were assuming their answers to, you know, like, like he was he was asking this other guy, your call, you know, these these folks would have answered this way. Right. And then you have this dude just saying yeah i guess so like yeah. what the fuck is that ask the people they're right yeah. fucking there <laughs> would but bob you won't. say this yeah would bob say this and bob is just sitting there like i'm right here but i can't answer and isn't that hearsay yes okay. and it's and such,
0: speculation
1: i couldn't believe no one objected to that like hey how about instead of letting this guy answer these rhetorical questions about people who are literally in the next
0: chair mm-hmm. we ask them how they'd feel about that Unfortunately, there's in this process there's no objecting and there's no cross examination. Mm-hmm. So uh, because that's the trial part, yeah. and uh, so they they have to or just point them... of
1: order or something.
0: People interrupt sometimes for some shit, don't they? Yeah, but they pretty much can <laughs> say whatever they want, and and yeah. so that's why it's important that when you get back to the next Democrat. That's why I hate this 5 minute thing. I think it should just yeah. be And Norm Eisen did a good job, but I would have rather seen Burke to, Burke in there, but I mean, that's why you have somebody to do those follow-ups right. and to say address what they did. That and- entire rhetorical device that you did where you asked him what he would do, let's ask him what he would do. Mm-hmm. And now let's talk about why they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And and let's talk about how we aren't frivolously impeaching every time a, a potentially impeachable offense comes up. Yeah. Uh, so it's that just that whole thing was really um, infuriating yeah (laughs) it was
2: quick question Um, what was the name of the Republican who was um, uh, leading the part of the hearing with Pamela Carlin Do you guys Uh, remember the the ranking member or or it was
1: just a member that was questioning the head guy?
2: Yeah. Whoever was questioning Pamela Carlin for the for the basically I'm referring to while we're still on the subject. I'm referring to when he was suggesting that she hadn't done her reading or her homework. That was Doug Collins. And I I brought
0: that up in the first paragraph when she snapped back and said, "Uh, fuck you. I read everything. Mm -hmm. I'm not like and I wish she would have said I'm not like Congress. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I read Mm -hmm. stuff. I'm stewing on
2: that. Yeah, because it's it such an, it's so, such an insult to her and to women. And she's a, you know, like a leading legal scholar. Yeah. And I just yeah, I, I know you mentioned it earlier, but I'm just sort of I've been stewing on that all day. Mm-hmm. It, that one totally. was tough. I thought she had a
0: really good comeback for that. <sighs> yeah, And uh, a couple other things with about Pamela Carlin. She she brought up a very important point that I think was uh, one of the Dems key points that just the announcement of investigations is what Trump was after. If he were actually mm-hmm. trying to root out corruption, he would have had them and cared about them doing full on investigations. Maybe into Burisma, but certainly into other things as well. Not just that, not just his political rival. And he's never even brought that up, even though he was supposed to bring it up on the July 25th call, because that's what Vindman wrote out for his notes, but did not. Mm -hmm. And so she said that's all they wanted was the announcement of the investigations. And that says to me right there that you don't care about corruption and that is not your motive. This goes right to intent All you care about is your personal political benefit, Mm -hmm. because if you cared about corruption, you would want those investigations to be full throated and transparent. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, "Ooh, you give me goosebumps, girl. And then, of course, her big moment uh, that she ended up apologizing for, which I wish she hadn't because it was so good. She said, look, uh, talking about presidents aren't kings. This isn't a monarchy um, saying Trump can name his son baron, but she can't make him a baron. And I thought that was brilliant, brilliant line. Uh, And, of course, Melania tweeted out, and she actually had apologized for dragging Baron into it, even
2: though she didn't say anything bad about him. Yeah. Um, Also, like I was saying before we started the show, if you act like a king and you name your kid Baron, you're fucking walking into that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You set him up, we'll knock him down.
1: (laughs) I Uh, I had a friend that tweeted something out. I forget exactly what he said, but he retweeted Melania's tweet and was like, Oh, look at these ghouls trying to pretend to have feelings.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was um, like the most insincere. My tweet to her was she's like, as a mother, this and that and this and this and that. I can't even believe that you did that. How terrible. And I'm like, you should go talk to the mothers who had their children ripped out of their arms that are in cages at the border. And mm. then Pobrecita yep. talked to me later. Yep. Um, then we had Feldman. Um, uh, it, is that Noah? He was adorable. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. The
1: tweed jacket.
0: Yes. I just love him. I want to hug him.
1: Yeah. He really does look like every dad in like a like a British nanny movie. Yeah.
2: Or
0: something.
2: <laughs> yeah. Are you yeah. Or that. Poppins. No. It's yeah. very cute. You should watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Or that kid that goes to school wearing like the
0: little Lord Fauntleroy stuff and gets picked on all the time but he's just very You'll fashionable see. now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Tweet ages well.
0: <laughs> uh, so his his big point that he was knocking home was that that Trump was placing his own interests ahead of national security. And I think that was a key point that he was able to make. And then Gerhardt uh, brought up uh, several times the obstruction of congress that that was the big the pro- one of the big problems here 71 requests have been denied by the white house and that's just bananas that's like 10 million times more than any other you know investigation into anything so um we'll be right back with some more crazy moments from the hearing including the absolute stupidity of Gomert gates and gymnasium jordan so stick around Hey everybody, it's Ag. This helping of Daily Beans is brought to you by Rothy's shoes, the everyday flats for life on the go. Rothy's are stylish, comfortable shoes for women and girls that are carefully crafted with eco-friendly materials in their own man- manufacturing workshop, where they prioritize sustainability every step of the way. From their signature thread made from plastic water bottles to their bio-based algae insoles, Rothy's chooses each material carefully to make shoes that are sustainable, fully machine washable, and the most comfortable shoes in your closet. I am fully obsessed with them. The seamless designs make them super comfy right out of the box, and they ship right in the box, so less packaging waste. Zero break-in period involved. I have three pairs, the loafer, the point, and the flat. I love all three. I take them with me everywhere. They pack really well because they're small. They slip on, they're breathable, incredibly versatile, and they come in a wide variety of styles. They launch new patterns and colors every week and they're constantly selling out. My current favorite is the Merino Square Loafer with the chestnut check pattern. Fun to wear and fun to say, wait, let me slip on my, che- my chest. I can't even say it. Fun to wear and hard to say, let me slip on my chestnut check loaves. Um, to me, the coolest thing about these shoes is they're made of recycled water bottles. You know how we care about sustainability in the planet. And to date, they have kept Rothy's has kept over 35 million plastic bottles out of oceans and landfills. Rothy's have over a thousand nearly perfect reviews online and BuzzFeed calls them their forever shoes. Plus, they always come with free shipping and free returns and exchanges. No risk, no worries, no reason not to try them. Check out all the amazing styles available right now. They make a great holiday gift. Go to rothys.com slash dailybeans. That's rothys, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash dailybeans to get your new favorite flats. Comfort, style, and sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. Head to rothys.com slash dailybeans today. All right, let's talk about some of the ridiculous Republican highlights from today. Uh, they keep complaining, like I said, about the speed of impeachment. Too fast. Well, be careful what you wish for. Um, They also complain there's not enough evidence, but fail to note again and again that we do not have testimony from central witnesses because of the president's obstruction. So let's talk about Turley for a minute. Um, Following Seth Abramson on Twitter, um, that Turley conceded Personal benefits can be the subject of a bribe. He did today. He said, "You know, personal benefits can be the subject of a bribe." But then he insisted bribes must be completed to be charged, and that's totally false. An attempted bribe is a crime, as much of a crime as a full-on you got your bribe. Uh, examples given were included: getting pulled over for speeding. The cop uh, says, "Give me twenty bucks, and we'll forget the whole thing." And then you go, "I don't have twenty bucks," and the cop's like, "Ah, eh, forget it. I'll let you go without the ticket anyhow." That bribe wasn't completed, but that cop is still guilty of bribery. Uh, Another even more relevant example was a guy robbing a bank, and the cops come in and the dude doesn't get away with it. They break it up while the crime is in progress. He's still guilty of a crime. Mm -hmm. And they use that example because Republicans keep saying the aid was released, so there's no crime, but it was only released when the cops busted in, (laughs) in the middle of his scheme. Um, So an attempted bribe is still a bribe. Mm -hmm. So that was something that uh, came out of that. Uh, and the GOP kept hammering on the fact that Turley didn't vote for Trump. Um, you didn't vote for Trump, right? All of you have given money to Clinton and whatever. You voted for Obama. You know that was their. That's apparently their. That's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah, that is. Trump terrifying. started doing that with Andy McCabe way back in the day. Who'd you vote for? You know. It, it... <sighs> To have political beliefs, all of that is... Yeah. And, and I think that um, Carlin, Pamela Carlin, had a good comeback for that. She's like, it's my constitutional right to vote for whoever the fuck I want to vote for yep. and to donate to whoever I want to donate to. And I think what was great was when uh, Gates was like, how much money did you give? Do you give $1,200 to Clinton? Do you give $2,000 to Clinton? Do you give $2,000 to Hillary? And then she's like, "Yeah, I think so. I'm not going to dispute that." And he goes, "He goes, don't you find that weird? Why, why, would you give, why'd you give less money later on?" And she's like, "Well, because I had to give more money to poor people." <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: ah, fuck you, Gates. I,
2: I wish she would have said something like, "Yeah, I gave money to the person who was trying to protect my basic human rights." <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, so Tur- Turley um, didn't vote for Trump. He was the. Republican witness, but he is a proponent of the Kremlin's Ukrainian collusion conspiracy theory. He's been known to be backing that, and he's a member of the Federalist Society, funded okay. by funded by the Koch brother. There's just one now. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sorry, not sorry.
1: Oh, God, <laughs> the Koch brother. Yeah. Hey, just live a life so that when you're gone. People don't laugh hysterically when it's referenced. <laughs> People don't do what we just did to you.
0: Uh, um, <laughs> Louis Gomert, the dumbest man in Congress? Possibly. First of all, he looks like he's dipping chaw. Um, is that... Line. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's okay, got... Yeah. Uh, uh, t- did you call it chaw? Chaw. Chaw? Dipping chaw. <laughs> uh, mouth tobacco. What? Oh, smokeless tobacco, I think right. is the... Uh, Ch- oh, chew. Yeah, chew. Chaw. Cha. Yes. Um, He said, we need factual witnesses. Great. Tell the president we need them, too. Um, But then he calls for the factual witnesses he wants. And this is what you were getting at. Mm -hmm. Biden associates. Um, He repeats Ukrainian involvement in the U.S. elections, which is a debunked conspiracy theory. He talks about Schiff recruiting aides to the whistleblower Grace and MISGO. And he wants them called as witnesses. And he also calls for the whistleblower, I think, but he's really difficult to understand. So he asked Doug Collins to get those three witnesses to testify. Still fails to mention Bolton, vote, Kupperman, Mulvaney, etc. Mm-hmm. So thought that was interesting. And then on yep. to uh, Gymnasium Jordan.
1: Uh, wait, why was he allowed to be on both committees again?
0: Well, he's on that committee. They injected him into the intelligence committee. That's what committee, I mean, on
1: intelligence. How is he allowed to be just like... They let him. So like anyone could just be like, hey, I really want to be on that committee for this massive undertaking. Oh, sure.
0: Come on over. The chair can move (laughs) people around and and, um, the minority chair, I believe in the rules, also has the right to do that, to swap members.
1: I'm really surprised it has not become more of a shit show.
0: So he, he's like, well, hey, I'm Jim Jordan. And Mr. Turley, uh, we called you in here and I love your testimony. You're so handsome. <laughs> and there's only one thing wrong with what you said, it, that this is a fast impeachment. No, I think it's a pre-planned impeachment. In fact, these people have been trying to impeach this president since, I don't know, 400 B.C. Uh, he complained about the process. It's a sham process, but it is the same process that follows the rules Republicans created in the Benghazi hearings which uh, I think Trey Gowdy chaired. Uh, He complained about the whistleblower not testifying and again alleged Schiff conspired with the whistleblower, another conspiracy um, theory. And he had no questions whatsoever. He just talked paper day. God, go fuck yourself. And then Matt Gates was on Coke, man. He asked Feldman... I'm just talking so fast. Fast talker. Giggity, giggity. <laughs> he asked Feldman if he wrote an anti-impeachment article in May of this year. Did you write this article about how you hated impeachment in May of this year? And Feldman barely got his answer in over Matt's yelling, saying, yes, yes. I, as I said, though, as I've testified, I was not an advocate of impeachment until the Ukraine call on July 25th. Yes, I was uh, not an impeach." And Matt yelling at him. Let me just throw in a milkshake. Then... Gates turned to Carlin asking how much she gave to Obama and, and Clinton. And then, like I said, why'd you give so much more to Hillary than the other two? And she said, quick as a whip, because I've been giving a lot more money to charity lately because of all the poor people in the United States. <laughs> she got applause for that line. I uh, love applause breaks and in, impeachment hearings. Uh, he then asked if she was on a podcast called Versus Trump. Uh, he quoted her from that panel. She was like, well, I wasn't on the podcast, but I was on a panel that was hosted by the hosts of uh, that podcast. Oh, wow, I what a stretch. And he said, did you say liberals tend to cluster more conservatives, especially very conservative people, tend to spread out more, perhaps because they don't even want to be around themselves? <laughs> he says, do you understand how that reflects contempt on conservative people? And she's like, no. What I was talking about is there was a natural tendency of compactness requirement for the favor of party whose voters are more spread out. And then he yelled over her, interrupted her. And because she was finishing that statement and he goes, when you talk about how liberals want to cluster and conservatives want to spread it out, makes people you may not see this from the ivory towers of your law school, but it makes actual people in this country. then she tries to cut in and finish her answer on his previous question. And he yells at her, excuse me, you don't get to interrupt me on this time. Uh, Just a dick. And uh, I would suggest that when you invoke the president's son's name here and make a joke about Baron Trump that doesn't lend credibility to your argument, it makes you look mean. You're a mean girl, Katie. You're a bitch. As I say, <laughs>
1: yelling in your face and
0: interrupting you. Here, it won a prize. You can have this. <sighs> she doesn't even go here. So he goes, he continues, you're attacking someone's family, the minor child of the president. So let's get into the facts. If you have personal knowledge of a single material fact, do any of you have personal knowledge of a single material fact in the shift report? Raise your hand. Of course, none of them raised their hands because they're not fact witnesses. And that was spelled out at the beginning. And he goes, and let that reflect. None of you have personal knowledge of a single fact. And Like, does he understand anything? He then went on about hearsay for a while. He then invoked the call that Sundland fabricated, the September 9th call about Trump saying, I want nothing. I want nothing. The Morrissey song. And he had to be gaveled out because he wouldn't shut the fuck up about the hearsay. <laughs> now they're like, shut up about the hearsay. But then David Cicilline, and this was probably the best Democrat following an idiot Republican mm-hmm. response of the day. He said it is not. He says it is not hearsay when the president. Um, actually, he's talking to Feldman. He goes, "Is it not hearsay?" Uh, or sorry, let me make sure I get this right. He says it is not hearsay when the president tells the president of Ukraine to investigate his political adversary. Is it? And Feldman says, "No, it is not hearsay when the president confesses on national television to doing that. Is it?" And he says, no. And it is not hearsay when officials testify. They hear the president say he only cares about investigations and do his political opponent. Is it? And he's like, no, that is not hearsay. And he goes, all right, so let's dispense with that claim. And then got into his thing and just sort of shut down that whole. uh, That was probably the best comeback. Like, I, yeah, so so many times, yeah, the Democrats have their questions and they want to get them all in. Yes. And they don't address. They don't address the previous bullshit. Yeah, totally.
1: I cannot tell you how many times I have fantasized about you guys know Marvel. You know Marvel the comic Infinity books? War. I, yeah, as in Are like you the cinematic universe concept yes. of Thanos. Yeah. Yes. So many times I have fantasized about a moment in which Thanos mm-hmm. snaps and half of the people in this world disappear (laughs) and all of them are Republicans. (laughs) Yeah, I'm waiting for the rapture. Just one day. Just one day. That would be so great. I mean, they come back. We've all seen Endgame right don't don't they don't don't they eventually come back just like change people or something i don't know iron man dies if you've not seen that i'm so sorry
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's a friendly it's a friendly thing yeah no i was always talking about how he's waiting for the rapture because that's when god comes and takes all the christians away and they leave their shoes so hey free shoes uh free shoes for the atheists but um but the problem is in heaven if heaven's real and the rapture is real they're gonna take all of us we're the good we're the good people yeah. All those fuckers are going to hell.
1: What's
2: that movie? They're not going to want to wear our any shoes di- anyway. Or
1: what if God believes in fake news?
0: <laughs>
2: God's a woman, so it's impossible. Um, God, Fox, <laughs> have you uh have you seen that? There's a what's it called? Is it called This Is the End or something? It's that movie about the Rapture with Seth Rogen. Yeah, so it's so, funny. It's so oh, I do love It's ridiculous. It's really funny. It is uh,
1: the scene with the with uh, is that Hermione and Granger Hill? in it. And, yeah, yeah, Emma uh, uh, Watson brought, shows up yeah, and yeah, kicks yeah. their asses.
2: Sorry, <laughs> These are tons of spoilers. Really sorry if you haven't seen these movies. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: all right we'll be right back with our new segment where in the world is rudy giuliani stay with us Hey, everybody. It's AG. Every day we are bombarded with news revelations about the president and the White House. And we here at the Daily Beans know how difficult it is to parse through all those developments, court cases, Department of Justice investigations and investigations of investigations. That's why I really love the Talking Feds podcast with Harry Lipman. I think it's essential listening. It's a roundtable discussion among former U.S. attorneys, federal prosecutors, FBI agents and other Department of Justice veterans with deep insider knowledge of the events in prosecutors' offices, congressional caucus rooms, the White House and the Federal courts that are changing our lives in ways that are not always easy to understand. The podcast covers the latest developments in dynamic discussion, but also goes beyond the news cycle to bring you deeper dives into topics like counterintelligence, high crimes and misdemeanors and voting rights. Listen and subscribe to Talking Feds wherever you get your podcasts and check out TalkingFeds.com for full episode transcripts and more. That's TalkingFeds.com. All right, welcome back. It's time to play. Where in the world is Rudy Giuliani? All right, today Jordan has some shocking, not shocking news about Rudy Giuliani.
1: Yes, and this shit uh, really pisses me off. So uh, I'm fucking pissed off today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm, you know, there's so many pissed off people yeah, right now. It was
1: and... just like so many, you know, at a certain, just sometimes those days everything just compounds on top of each other and it's just like, Jesus Christ. So today is one of those days and this next story that adds to it is this. Giuliani is currently... This week, traveling overseas to Budapest and Kyiv to meet with former Ukrainian prosecutors to talk about the production of, not even to talk about, to start producing, uh, continue producing a documentary series that's supposed to debunk impeachment. His tour started on Tuesday in Budapest with uh, Lutsenko. Then he went to Kyiv Wednesday and met with other Republican favorites, Viktor Shokin and Konstantin Kulik. And all of these men obviously are sympathizers to the Republican-led conspiracy theories. And this trip and its timing is honestly mostly just a huge fuck you to the intelligence community and Congress and the public that supports this inquiry. Uh, The documentary series has already released the first couple episodes. It's being released on a conservative network called uh, One America News, OAN. Funded by Russia and Kremlin. Yep. And their plan for this whole series is to market it as an alternative to the impeachment proceedings. So they're marketing it as a thing to watch instead of watching all the coverage on what is actually happening in our government. They're saying, watch this thing instead that we're making. They're creating their own proceedings basically. And they're even, this part is the part that really turned this in from just, it changed it from being just ridiculous to infuriating for me personally. They're having the Ukrainian witnesses, if you can call them that in air quotes, uh, they're having them be sworn in on camera so that they can testify under oath to try to make this. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> not even a. Oh. Exactly. The whole thing is fucking ridiculous, but it's That's like. a
0: mockery of swearing
1: in. It is, but all of the. F-
2: <sighs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> all of the people that are going to watch this that believe them are gonna see this as something that does make it more legitimate. They're gonna watch this farce and they're gonna think, yeah, this is better. Yeah, this is the truth. Look, they're sworn in. This isn't gonna be, they're not gonna see this for the absolute sham that it is. They're gonna watch this and think, finally, something something that is working to service what America needs to hear. And And it's entirely fabricated and put together by Giuliani, among others
0: conservative money dirty money its so fucked up i think if there's good news here (sighs) the good news here is that those folks that are going to watch that and be into it Mm. are lost they wouldn't be swayed by what's going on on television in real life and actual oaths under actual oath yeah um and what i would hope would happen is if anyone who was on the fence saw this they would see it as just absolutely ridiculous anyone with half a brain you would love to think that i know
1: right but then I think why this also is like so terrifying to me is because this is Giuliani, who essentially is just an he 100 percent is an extension of the president. So we are one very small step away from the president saying, don't watch what's happening in Congress. Watch this fake documentary that I am creating, essentially, to fit my narrative.
0: Well, I remember him saying year and a half ago don't believe what you see don't believe what you read believe what i tell you
1: 100 percent. we're gonna have an rt equivalent in the u.s if he gets reelected. One hundred 100 i mean f- you could obviously argue fox news already is that thing but fortunately they still have a couple of
0: holdouts yeah but i mean even shep smith was like i'm out peace
2: yep yeah i don't know i mean i, I also I, occasionally they have guests on who speak somewhat of the truth at least perhaps yeah. like Andrew Napolitano said some somewhat sensible things this week. Yeah, those are the, yeah, he's the one. (laughs) Yeah, he's the the guy. Basically, Chris Wallace and sometimes Andrew Napolitano. Uh Yeah, Yeah. because
0: I know um, Nunes was on there recently and I'm going to get to him in Schadenfreude because that was um, pretty amazing what happened on Fox News about him. Um, And speaking of Giuliani and why he might want to stay in Ukraine. Um, federal prosecutors in the Southern District of New York are interviewing the CEO of the Ukraine oil and gas company called Naftogas as part of their investigation into Giuliani and his associates. Korea, of and Fruman. Uh, their new focus on the state-run oil and gas company includes an interview with Andriy. Khabalev. Uh, it could be Kabyalev uh, I don't know how exactly to pronounce that, but he's the CEO of Naftogaz, According to his lawyer and people familiar with the matter, they say that um, you know he's interviewing voluntarily. So Naftogaz is at the center of an attempted scheme by Rudy Parnas and Fruman to replace the CEO with someone who would be more favorable to their business interests. Khabalev, uh was willing to voluntarily talk to prosecutors and Uh, All three men, about all three men, saying, and he said, everything is connected. Um, The buried lead here is that the Southern District uh, prosecutors have also contacted U.S. Embassy official Surya Jayanti. She handles NAFTA gas issues at the embassy in Kyiv. What CNN doesn't mention is that she's one of the people that was at the table during that lunch in Kyiv when Sondland talked on the phone with Trump and Trump was loud and everybody overheard it and Trump asked Sondland about the investigations and Sondland said Trump doesn't give a shit about Ukraine, he cares about the big stuff, and that's when That other guy who testified, uh, Holmes, David Holmes, was like, Mm. Well, I said, uh, there's big stuff in Ukraine, like war, and stop, you know, war. We got big stuff. And he's like, No, the big stuff that benefits him. So she was at that table. Um, they and, and Southern District has sp- spoken to her. They've also interviewed uh, Favaroff. And we reported on that for you, uh, I think, last week. He's the senior NAFTA gas exec who Parnas and Fruman tried to recruit. Like, hey, you Republican? You want to be our guy? Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, nah, get the fuck out of here, you weirdos. And so he's talking <laughs> yeah. to the Southern District of New York. Um, and uh, Kavalev was the one that they were trying to replace uh, with this guy, um, Favaroff. So I, that they're, all these people are now talking to Southern District of New York. So we know from the the court hearing uh, yesterday that there are going to be superseding indictments. Um, Parnas could sign a plea agreement or at least a non-prosecution agreement or maybe get some sort of an immunity. I don't know, but he has handed over his tapes of phone calls and videos and and emails and 50 bank accounts and 29 devices that the FBI is still trying to crack. They have all that uh, in the House and in Southern District of New York. And I'm sure Southern District and the House are communicating on on that stuff. And and I think they're going to depose uh, I think the Intelligence Committee, Adam Schiff, they're going to depose Parnas, um, even though they've already sent their report on the Ukraine scheme to mm-hmm. the judiciary, and because Adam Schiff has said and said on Mado, you know, like don't this is bigger than this, you know, we're we're going to keep investigating, we'll we'll provide supplemental reports to the judiciary if we find any more relevant fact witnesses or evidence, and. And then, of course, he went on to say the other six committees that are under this umbrella are conducting their own investigations. They have to finish all that up, write all that up, vote on that, send that to the judiciary. Then judiciary has got to come up, vote in the judiciary. Then they've got to send it to the full House, the articles. Then it can finally go to Senate. If you think it's going to get there by January, I think that you're certainly mistaken.
2: I think the justice train is rolling a little slower than that. (laughs)
0: Just (laughs) this trains always roll slow. And I think that that I think that that lends to a lot of frustration and a lot of a lot of that. You know, I I sometimes get angry at the Doom Lords for being, you know, cynics. But like, I totally understand why people are just dropping out. Like, I just can't fucking deal with this anymore. It's just too much. Mm -hmm. It's Just too much.
1: It's a lot. And it's a lot of prolonged exposure to that cognitive dissonance.
2: Yeah. 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 And a lot of being gaslit, Mm -hmm. which is takes its toll
0: mm-hmm. yes emotionally
1: very yeah. very mm-hmm. quickly mm-hmm. yeah it is really like straight up like if we were in a relationship yeah, we've
0: been in a three-year-long abusive
1: uh, gaslighting it, relationship. incredibly absolutely. emotionally
2: abusive relationship yeah. right now that we have with our
1: representatives
2: yeah. yes absolutely At this point, yeah. we're all Some just like we want to pack a bag and fucking run mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not not to make light of abusive relationships it's a serious yeah. thing but um yeah but, yeah i think it's 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 it doesn't surprise me that so many people who Care about this and have been paying attention yeah. are, are feeling extremely frustrated, but it gives me hope. on mm-hmm. the things you were saying. Well,
0: that's it's, it's uh, Thank you. It can be tough, though. Uh, I do a moving that. justice train. Moving, it moves, it moves, but it moves. Yeah. yeah, arc of the universe is long, but it bends it's towards like justice. Like a fucking steam train. It's so slow. <laughs> yeah, <Steam laughs> It's trains just... are fast. You see Back to the Future Three? Come on. <laughs> so eighty-eight miles per hour. Um. <laughs> anyway, they had to have special dynamite stuff for that. <laughs> no, yeah. <you know>. Anyway. <laughs> We do have special dynamite. We have an impeachment inquiry that's gonna push this impeachment train through the Supreme Court a lot faster than it was initially gonna go. so those yeah. are those are good things. but uh Trump is overseas, but perhaps coming home early. yeah,
1: he is definitely coming home early. There was a couple highlights that sort of led up to this, but obviously NATO and Trump don't really get along <laughs> he didn't uh <laughs> he didn't do well uh, maintaining his cool on this trip, and really, this whole thing. It's honestly really sad after hearing all these details because it... Sad in a pathetic way, not sad in a I actually feel sorry for him way. It's really like a reliving of his life in grade school, it seems. There's there's him seeing people talking shit about him involved. (laughs) There's... (laughs) Feeling betrayed and calling people two faced, it's great. So let's get into it. Um, he he crashed, he crashed, he clashed with Macron a decent amount of times. Um, yeah, th- they did that like was, a joint
0: press conference. They did, and-
1: yeah, they they did a joint press conference, and there was a lot of back and forth and back and forth that kind of transpired over the last few days. But so one of the things that kind of kicked it off was uh, Macron was criticizing NATO for experiencing um, quote brain death under President Trump's leadership, basically, is what was insinuated, in part, and said that the the NATO alliance is a burden that we shared. And so that pisses Trump off, right? And Trump responds, saying that the comments that Macron made were nasty and insulting. Uh, so, th- I know, <laughs> it's like, they're very mild. They're pretty mild comments, considering everything that leaks out of Trump's mouth. Mm-hmm. But then him and Macron went on to clash over Uh, topics related to Syria and Turkey. For example, Macron said ISIS is not defeated, uh, like Trump would like to believe it is. So that really pisses him off. Uh, Macron also said that it's in regards to Russia, he says, you know, it's important to have a dialogue with Russia, but not one that comes with being naive, basically, which was obviously a dig at Trump. And that also pissed him Mm -hmm. off. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he just didn't have a good start or really finish with Macron. And then Trump, like, want some
2: ISIS fighters? I've got some
1: ISIS fighters for you. Yeah. And Macron's like, like,
2: let's get serious. Yeah. His gloves are off,
1: man. Yes. Right. It was just, I mean, it's like Macron kind of talking about stuff in more, I would say, I guess just, yeah, like, serious terms and then him... Trump being offended by them and then saying some immature shit and then Macron kind of just rolling his eyes, basically, which is like
2: how everyone sort of reacts to him nowadays in NATO. I think this is telling, though, right? Because if obviously Brexit's still up in the air but what we do know is that Angela Merkel is on her way out and so Macron is is poised to become the new voice of Europe and so he's trying to show Trump how he feels mm-hmm. you know because he's like you know some of the headlines over there are like no more Mr. Nice Guy mm-hmm. like yeah and know, Macron th-
1: wants to get down to the bottom of stuff with mm-hmm. Turkey for example yeah. and like their relationship with Russia mm-hmm. and are we going to just accept as okay Trump's mm-hmm. relationship or Turkey's also Trump uh, their relationship with Russia and, and just looking to examine things more thoroughly. Yeah. And I appreciate that insight. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, yeah, Macron's tone changed this time around a little bit. Towards- Quite a bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They planted the tree last time. <laughs> <Yeah>. It
0: died. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, the Macron tree is dead. Yeah. So, uh, So I, I think my favorite part, though, is the video that somebody caught. Right. So then after... The hot mic world leader's and Boris Johnson's yes. with them. Yes.
1: And so Ma- Macron is part of so okay so what happens is I don't know if you've seen it yet but on Wednesday this video circulated of this ring of NATO leaders mocking and laughing about Trump basically for various reasons and in the circle uh, was Trudeau, Macron and Boris Johnson. So that really must have hurt with the Boris Johnson part yeah, cuz like, he's like no <laughs> like when, even Boris made yeah. it in. When you see your you best friend like us. making out with your boyfriend or something like you bitch but they're so <laughs> in this video they're just it's like a really short and kind of a lot of it is like muffled and you can't make out what they're saying but some of the things you can make out is uh one one of them is saying first off they're knocking on Trump for like why he was late and they're saying it was because of his 40 minute interview <laughs> that's just like
0: yeah macro they were like he was 40 minutes late yeah cuz he ha- he does this 40, 40 minute, minute press interview. conference up front yeah exactly and and they're uh they say that you
1: could this is a quote um that you just saw his whole team's jaws drop to the floor in response to obviously that stupid shit that he was saying and you actually see him do like an Trudeau. act out yeah you yeah. <laughs>
0: see him do an act he out he like, holds his jaw and then drops his hand yeah. down
1: and then they're all just laughing and like looking around <laughs> at each other just they're they're completely mocking him it's it, so great it really is it, they really are completely mocking him and it is like it's also really sad. It is really sad because I would say that it's inappropriate. It's not inappropriate because Trump deserves this, but it is inappropriate that we are in a place where this is the views that other world leaders have of our president and yeah, that and they're I openly hate, mocking
0: him. And I hate yeah. that this is like my country that's being mocked at like this, but I, I have I have a feeling, I have a foundational feeling that the people of France and, and the leadership of France and governments of of Canada and even the U.K., uh, don't blame the American people. Yeah,
2: I hope not. But um, go yeah, ahead. well, actually, it's kind of funny on that subject. I I have found in the last couple of years, particularly with with some of my friends in Canada and in the UK, I think previously to Trump, th- there was a lot more blame of American people. But I think that the Trump era has actually ushered in um, an attempt on you know certain non-Americans to understand how your government works a little more so that we can find some hope Mm -hmm. I I also think with all the interference with Cambridge
0: Analytica globally and Russia that that a lot of people are like they didn't actually elect him
2: absolutely Mm -hmm. but I also think that a lot of Canadians and a lot of British people for the first time in their lives were like electoral college oh Okay, it's just not something that we necessarily understood before, and so it like in the media at home before I moved here in an attempt to understand what had happened when Trump got elected, really focused on the fact that like she had gotten more votes, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's bananas
0: yeah. and a whole other story with yeah. the electoral college,
1: yeah, yeah, it is um yeah. but yeah, so after after Trump saw this, he got really sad about it, and uh, oh. he canceled the planned press conference that he was supposed to have, and he also said that he's gonna leave um <laughs> as a result of not needing to do that press conference because. He's already given so many interviews, he's already told them everything that they're going to need to hear and there's no reason for him to stay and I'm going safe travels everyone just he's trying just... to like
2: have some sort of dignity. Maybe <laughs> he needs a nap time now. Yeah. But he it left is... so early Yeah, and even.
0: called Macron two-faced. So it's like yeah, he's and then ob- he bragged about upset. it too. <laughs> he bragged to yeah. his staff about it too. He's like wasn't that funny when I called him two-faced? Ha ha.
1: Oh my god. Yeah, it's really bad. I, I mean as funny as this is that he's getting mocked um, it is also kind of terrifying because it makes me afraid that he's going to inch more and more towards straight up leaving NATO, which is really, really scary.
2: Yeah. Well, that would be what Putin wants, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And
1: his reelection is if he gets reelected, I think we're going to see a lot more NATO drama. Yeah, for sure. Which is really scary. Um, but he also seems so fickle. So it it makes me wonder, like, could he go to a summit and have it go well and have that completely change how he feels about NATO? He can't do anything
0: right. Yeah. Anyway, um, thank you for that reporting. I just thought that was so great. with yeah, The yeah. video of the dudes. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back with some fresh indictments and some Munez schadenfreude. So stick around. I think it might cheer you up, Jordan. <laughs> Hey, everybody, this is AG. Today's episode of Daily Beans is brought to you by Embark. My dog is the best. She's always excited to see me. Gives me unconditional love. Never corrects my grammar. Appreciate that. Uh, I want to take care of her and make sure she has the longest, healthiest life possible, and that's why I got Embark. The Embark breed and health DNA test is a key to understanding what you need to provide your dog with their best life. Learning about your dog's breed and lineage, and screen and you can screen for any potential genetic health conditions. That's why I did this. Over 50% of dogs are either at risk or a carrier of a genetic disease, and the sooner you know, the sooner you can help them. The Embark DNA test is a quick and easy test to do. You just one Do one quick cheek swab and send it away, and they do the rest. Um, Their customer service is really great. They contact you at every step of the process. Uh, They use the most comprehensive DNA testing on the market, looking at over 100 times as much genetic info uh, as the competition, not only to give you the most accurate results, but to make future genetic discoveries. Every Embark pup brings us closer to the goal of ending preventable diseases in dogs. Embark has an exclusive holiday offer you can't get anywhere else. Go to EmbarkVet.com now. Use promo code DAILYBEANS at checkout to save 15% off your dog DNA a test kit. Visit EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DailyBeans to save. All right. So while we were recording yesterday, uh, Nader was indicted. George Nader was indicted. I've had him on my fantasy indictment draft. I've been drafting him every week except this week. I took him off. Yeah, that was brutal. And then you called me. (laughs) And I said, I said, watch, I'm going to take him off and he's going to get indicted. And bam. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's a lobbyist known for his ties to uh, President Trump. But he's indicted here on campaign finance charges for allegedly using straw donors uh, to make contributions to Hillary Clinton. Um, and that's according to the Justice Department. This uh, lobbyist, George Nader, Lebanese-American, acted as an informal conduit between Trump's top advisors and various Middle Eastern interests. He also served as a witness in uh, special counsel Mueller's investigation. God, I've almost
1: forgot about all of the ties to other countries we've been so fixated on. Yeah, Yeah. he was
0: kind of the MBS envoy in that Seychelles meeting with Eric Prince. Mm -hmm. And the Justice Department uh, refers only to an unidentified 2016 presidential candidate, but campaign finance records show that it's clearly uh, Clinton. He also donated a lot of money to Trump. Nader embarked on this scheme uh, as a bid to gain influence in Clinton's circle uh, while reporting to foreign officials, according to well, while reporting to a foreign official, according to the Justice Department, I think that's probably MBS could be MBZ. He's that's his that's his kind of stomping ground. Mm-hmm. Um, Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates. So among his alleged co-conspirators is Ahmad Kawaja. Remember every time mm-hmm. I drafted him and you're like, who the fuck <laughs> is that? I'm like, don't worry about it. He's going down. Yeah, he also got indicted, and I failed to draft him again uh, this week. I could have had two points, man.
1: What was that indictment for? Did you say?
0: Uh, same stuff. Uh, okay. He's CEO of payments processing company, and he, according to the Justice Department, um, he basically conspired with N- Nader and Kawaja conspired to secretly fund 3.5 million in donations that were made in the name of Kawaja, his wife, and his firm, Allied Wallet. <laughs> The hell? Fraud guarantee and allied wallet. Yeah, God. Um, Kawaja co-hosted an August 2016 fundraiser for Clinton, alongside the likes of Univision owner Haim Saban, basketball legend Magic Johnson, and movie mogul Jeff Jeffrey Katzenberg. Well, this really does not bode well for the Clintons, does it? Kawaja conspired with six others to conceal his excessive contributions, according to the indictments. Campaign finance records show that others who were also indicted donated to Clinton and various Democratic committees. Um, so... Last year, an AP investigation found that Allied Wallet engaged in a host of dubious business practices. And this is one of those things where, I mean, Nader will most definitely, I'm going to start putting him back on for superseding indictments. The minute I pull him off, he'll be indicted. But uh, everyone's like, you should pull Giuliani off this week. You know, <laughs> Don't, you know, mm-hmm. pull Nunes off your, that's good for the team. I jinxed it. Um, but, you know, this goes down to the heart of like, I don't care who you, broke the law supporting yeah totally um we were if greg craig went down now that he didn't get convicted but he was a democratic lobbyist who failed to register as a foreign agent and that's the difference i think between trump supporters and and us is that i'm happy if somebody goes to jail for breaking the law donating to clinton or obama um yeah whereas a trump supporter is not happy if somebody Mm -hmm. goes to jail for breaking the law as if they were friends with trump so
1: yeah um, how much do you think this could involve, like Epstein-like circles? Mm,
0: I don't know because... because Nader is also a pedophile. Yeah, but I think I think he's a different, you know, and I'm a sex th- criminal, <laughs> a different age of of victims victims maybe Um, but like because I thought Nader was going to be indicted for his 2009 trafficking of a a, uh, underage of a child uh, from a foreign country to the United States to use as use for sex yeah so he's definitely a sex trafficker and that indictment's still out there and so are the indictments that that have to do with his funding of Trump PACs Mm -hmm. which he hasn't been indicted yet for
1: yeah but predators especially like these political predators it's not so much that I think they're only interested in a certain age group, more so the fact that they can amass all of this wealth so that they can buy essentially whatever sexual experiences they could think of. You yeah. Know? Or blackmail people yeah. into it. Yeah. So I don't know. Honestly, fuck Bill Clinton. That dude's a dog. Yeah. Sorry, that's unrelated to this story, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just I'm just saying that, <laughs> I'm, just saying that. Jordan today. I'm not saying Bill Clinton is a pedophile, but I am saying that he is
0: also a sex uh creepy person. A f- sex creepy person? Yeah, <laughs> he's a sex creepy person. You have to register as a sex creepy person. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my god, everything is so fucked up.
0: Yeah. So, well, he got indicted, so he's definitely in trouble. Yeah. Uh, again, superseding indictments. Yeah. Um, and we'll go over that in Fantasy Indictment League in a little more depth in, in depth um, this weekend on Mueller She Wrote. Uh, for now, let's get social. Hashtag. Alright, it's time for Schadenfreude.
1: Schadenfreude.
0: Today we have a double dose of schadenfreude schadenfreude with two d's for a double dose of pimpness um <laughs> fox legal analyst greg jarrett on fox says that maybe Devin Nunes did not have calls with giuliani um the white house and lev parnas because it could have been someone else using Nunes's phone
1: oh oh okay okay yeah. we just yeah, don't nice. know we just don't know interesting you know how you do that you give someone your phone and walk (laughs) away from it indefinitely and sometimes they make calls to the president's personal attorney you know how that happens
0: I've got him on speed dial
1: hey can I have my phone back oh thanks Mm. oh
0: whoa (laughs) yeah let me just delete these last two calls bro Josh Marshall the editor of Talking Points Memo responded to that on Twitter by saying area husband says someone else used his penis to impregnate girlfriend (laughs) but that is really their defense (laughs) That is really their defense. And the best part is that Nunes is suing CNN for lying about him, lying, saying he had contact with Lev Parnas. And the next day, the call logs were published in the impeachment report, which was voted on yesterday and is on its way to the judiciary, showing that Nunes spoke uh, with Parnas. So that's amazing. That's so cute. And the second part, second schadenfreude, second D. Um, Story breaking from the Washington Post today. Remember when we reported that the inspector general looking into the oranges of the Russia probe is about to release the report that there was nothing wrong with how the investigation was opened and that he found that there was no frame job, meaning that this IG report will say Mifsud was not an asset of the FBI. Well, that Mifsud was not an asset of the FBI part, as it turns out, came from Durham. Durham is the one who told Horowitz, and uh, this is according to people with the draft of the IG report, uh, Horowitz reached out to Durham. Durham is the U.S. attorney handpicked by Barr to investigate the investigation. And Durham told Horowitz he has no evidence that Mifsud was an asset. Horowitz also asked U.S. intelligence agencies if Mifsud was an asset, and they said Mifsud was not among their assets. So now we have Durham mm-hmm. coming out and saying I don't have any evidence of what I was basically put in charge to try to find. Mm-hmm. Um, further proof that Barr has nothing, not in the IG investigation, not in the Durham investigation, and the multiple delays in releasing these findings, I think, are in fact Barr stalling for time in hopes that he could find anything wrong. And all he found was one low-level lawyer in the FBI adding a line to one email for a renewal of the, the page FISA, uh, which the inspector general said did not affect the outcome of the approval of that warrant. So we just have to watch for Barr's spin, because that's going to be the problem. Did these IG, this IG report is... Fantastic for us, and it debunks so many Q theories and all the you know the crazy people saying that oh, Obama. There's going to be a million indictments after this IG report comes out, and we find out the oranges of the investigation were totally illegal, and and it's just not going to be that way. But Barr is already distancing himself from it, saying he disagrees with the key finding of it, so
2: we don't have an attorney general fighting for justice. We have a spin doctor in chief mm-hmm. yeah, we
0: have he is trump's personal attorney he is not he's a he's a cone right yeah. um he's he's not the attorney for the people.
1: What is that a spin doctor song one <laughs> two the end
2: of the needs to make a Bill Barber. If you have satellite radio, it's like always on the 90s channel. It's like one of the four songs they play in the 90s channel. Everything's shitty, but we do have one hit wonders.
1: Yeah. If anyone wants to write the lyrics to that parody, they had two hits. Spin Doctor. two Little Miss can't be wrong.
0: Okay. Okay, okay. Oh, little miss, little miss, little miss, can't, can't be, be wrong. wrong. <laughs> yeah. Someone, <laughs> please I <was> like, <laughs> my me and wet my foot. No, little miss, can't be wrong.
2: It needs more harmonica. <laughs> we need, yeah, someone should uh, write us Robert, a song maybe. about Barr being spin doctor to the tune of that song about <laughs> <laughs> the spin doctors, please.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, how would it go? Weird.
2: You know what? I, I probably, some,
0: I, yeah,
1: the best person to write those lyrics 100% not me. is AG, yeah, so. for sure,
2: absolutely. That's
1: yeah, made give for her you. some time, I'm sure. let give her three days,
0: yeah, one, two, IG, because
1: she's not before busy, me. she's not busy enough. She needs to write a uh, full one, parody two. song, Spin
0: Doctors, writing in a
1: Spin <laughs>
0: Doctors bar.
1: That could be a fun thing for patrons. <clears throat> Yeah, just, uh, that could be so fun. Your um, musical comedy is so good. Thank you. I think I Spin Doctor Bar
2: is the title of this episode. Doctor Bar. <laughs> Doctors. Oh, God. Yeah. Little Mr. Can't Be Wrong. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's a good one. I like that one, too. Little mm-hmm. Mr. Can't Be Wrong. That That's a better title. <laughs> yeah. No one's going to understand that <laughs> yeah. at all. Well, unless they listen all the way to the say. end. Little Bad SEO. F- F- F-
0: Excellent episode title. <laughs> yes. That's true. You guys have any final thoughts? This was a long one today. Yeah.
1: Um... You go ahead. Um I am sorry for being feisty and negative today. Never
0: apologize for your anger. Thank I you. I mean Yeah, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> now you have to say sorry for apologizing. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> No, seriously. I I, mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't yeah. say that. I should say, you know, just feel feel free to be angry Totally. Because it, th- these are really really angering times and we're going to have 2 weeks cut off coming up. Yeah. I think it's going to be kind of batshit crazy up to that point. But- I think
1: so, too. I am really... I got, I will miss you all, listeners, but I'm going to enjoy the shit out of that break, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, of course, spend the, sand the last like three days of the break just cramming everything that I missed, probably. Who so- oh, am I kidding? I'm going to be glued to my television still. None of this. So
0: you all know, let's see here, that that is going to be and the thing is, we're still going to provide content. Oh, totally. You know, we're just going to put together some neat stuff for you, play some of our favorite interviews. Uh, But that's going to be December 23rd through January uh, 3rd. And we come back on the 6th and we do have a Mueller she wrote uh, on December 29th. Y'all be here to do that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I might be here too. I don't know. But I might be at my mom's. I'm not sure. Okay. But so you'll have those episodes. Mueller, she wrote, will be every sunday still but yeah we won't have any beans for those two weeks between december 23rd and january 3rd.
2: i'll post those dates on social media and in our uh on our patron feed
0: yeah because we're gonna have we'll come up with some sort of cool schedule where mm-hmm. you can hear like the whole andy mccabe interview that if you've never heard it um i'd like to put out that uncle blazer interview that we did this week mm-hmm. um not not for daily beans but for Miller mm-hmm. she wrote um, and a couple other goodies yeah we got some good surprises for you so yeah definitely want to stick around for that and I know it's the end of the episode and you're probably not listening to this, but I misspoke. Every patron at every level will get the video. So mm-hmm. I would just I want studio video. I think I made it seem like you only got that if you were a $10 or $15 subscriber.
2: That's for the Q&A yes
0: yeah. not yeah that is not the case the Video is for everybody down to even if you're still like OG grandfather in at a buck mm-hmm. uh, you're gonna get that nice so
2: that's for Yay. you my final thought is just that if you are angry today which you have the full right to be Jordan and everyone else who's listening um, balance it out with doing something kind of nice for yourself <laughs> soothe your brain in some way you know it's like it's, it's, it's ridiculous or a rage drink that's or a rage drink <laughs> you know or that because the thing is it is okay to be angry sometimes it, the, the opposite is toxic positivity not being in touch with how angry you are and i think we have to be in touch with that sometimes yes it's important so yes gotta yes. swim through
0: it sometimes you can't go over it mm-hmm. sometimes you gotta go through it finding True. nemo <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh
1: also it's my little sister's birthday today
0: Aww. so happy birthday
1: jackie she's 18 years old she can vote now she is so stoked on being yes. able to vote. Yes. yeah she wants to like participate in she, like, asked when the primaries were and Hell, stuff. It's so yeah. fucking awesome. Because she's in Canada right now finishing up school. Speaking yeah, of little sisters yeah. in
2: Canada, my little sister in Canada is pregnant. Yay! Oh, you're going to be auntie. I'm so yeah, I'm it's really happy. First. Yes, it's her first. And it's going to be a beautiful it's baby. It's going to be a beautiful baby. I'm so excited. That's mm. fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I got sent a really sweet video of my little sister showing my <sighs> mom a present um, at her surprise okay, birthday yes. party. So, it's your mom's surprise birthday party. Uh-huh. I'm going to set the scene. Yes,
0: please do. <laughs> Hands are a bag. This is your sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a present. Mom opens it, starts crying. Ah! <laughs> and then finally she shows it to the camera and it says world's best grandma. Yeah. <laughs> and it and, the, and mm-hmm. that's the frame and then in the in the picture part it says expected June 2020. Yeah. So excited. That's so cool. So,
2: yeah, that's a really nice summer baby. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's so really cool. Not my cool. first. I have a I have a nephew also who's 7, who's awesome. Yeah, oh, whatever. Fuck that guy. Born to me. <laughs> 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 Born to my other that's sibling all who I babies. <laughs> <laughs> Um I know once your kittens <laughs>
0: become cats you're like mm. I know and right. A new you're not new anymore. yeah, um, well, yeah weirdly but yeah. once I'm you start kidding, wiping
1: yourself you become less cute yeah. which is interesting but
2: yeah right yeah <laughs> it would be the opposite i
1: like
0: you more when i don't have to do that
1: <laughs> for
0: you all right thank you these are great final thoughts i feel much better i was pretty i was pretty mad today too but yeah uh, i feel much better Me and too. uh i hope i hope you do too and if not let the anger,
2: let it have it, let make it, it go through, through it. you. Let it, <laughs> let it go. Stand outside and scream at the sky or something. Scream at rocks. That's why I like scream it. rocks. Like your dog, like Olive. yes. Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right. Thank you guys so much. Please, seriously, I I, I wouldn't be here without you. So uh, thank you. And take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. I've been A.G. I've
2: been Jordan Coburn. I've been Amanda Reader.
0: Them's the Beans.